edition of Skull Sessions with Dan Hank. Um, today my guest is P.L. Hamilton. Is that right? Hampton. Hampton. P.L. Hampton. Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> I was afraid I'd fuck something up. <laughs> so, all right, man. So let, let's talk about you. What have you got going on? Uh, I got a new book coming out. Or, well, the book is out. It's called Shadowland. It was released in the beginning of uh, September. Um, it's a horror it's a book, a horror book, really paranormal, dealing with spirits and family, uh, and you know, sort of the evolution of uh, human beings, of a person growing uh, as a person from one level to the next. Okay. And uh, what's the vibe you take? So is it is more like somebody that has a supernatural encounter, or is it somebody that's like going through a life transformation? Uh, you know, what's your approach? Well, my approach is it is supernatural and it's transformational. Um, transformational is going to what I was speaking to in regards to the main character, Aaron Langford, and how he grows as a human being and he transforms right before your eyes as you're reading there. And it's supernatural because of the uh, spirits that are pulled forth from the uh, world of the spirits. Let's call it land of the invisibles in voodoo. And, and it comes into reality. And um those it's supernatural and all of this all these spirits and has a lot to do with his trans transformational as a person uh do you uh do you have some voodoo aspects in it like you mentioned oh, voodoo. i do a lot of re i did a lot of research on this uh yeah, this awesome i love to hear that i love when people do research because too many people i feel like they just wing it I I did a lot of research on this. this. Is why it took me so long, and I got really caught up in it. If you want to know the truth, I got really you know fell down this rabbit hole and was down there for a while till I realized, oh shit, oh, excuse me. Um, oh, that, uh, you, can, you can curse, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I realized that I was down there so long. Um, but uh, I wanted this novel to be based on reality. Uh, I mean, I wanted it to be based in fact. Um, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm exaggerating on certain things of, of aspects of voodoo. I'm not going to say it's on 100%, but the spirits are actual voodoo spirits. Um, the 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 way I describe it, the way I describe what's going on, and the divination tray in this book, you'll see there's a divination tray. Oops, there's a divination tray on the front. <laughs> All right, there's a divination tray there on the front. And what's a divination tray? In West African culture, a divination tray is a means by which, um, say, you and I, we wanted to talk to our ancestors who have passed away, and we want some knowledge, we want some advice. And so okay. a person can go to what they call oracle or a diviner, and this person um, would uh, basically throw crawry shells on this divination tray here. Okay. And see, there's crawry shells on it up here. Um, they'll throw about 18, it's not about, it's exact number, 18 Kari shells and how those Kari shells fall will determine how or what the answer to your question is. So I'm, I'm simplifying it. There's some other intricate parts to it, but I'm simplifying. No, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's great that you bring some, um, like, uh, kind of like realistic aspects into it. Have you seen, um, Carnival Row, the show Carnival Row? No, I haven't. It's uh it's really good, especially the first season. Um it's two seasons, it's on Netflix. And the first season was amazing. Then they had the lockdowns and then it cost so much money they could only do one more season. But um they have aspects in it where they I think that's what they had. Like I don't know the voodoo culture that well, but like there are people that seem like voodoo priestesses, and I think that's what they had. I'm not yeah. sure, but you know, you'd have to tell me, you know. 
Well, first of all, they like it's not referred to Vunun. I mean, voodoo is called Vunun. That's the okay. that's the fungi 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 language of it from uh, the Dahomey culture, and it means uh, spirits. And voodoo is everything. Vunun is everything. It's, okay. it's a part of everything. It's really it's very similar to indigenous uh, religions like we have here of our um, Native Americans, indigenous folks in America, the indigenous people of America. So it's very right. similar how, how we're all a part of this big ecosystem and everything, even a rock, it has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. Okay. Um, I mean, you understand what I'm saying about that? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. And um, the... Is it tied into a little bit like the Louisiana, Cajun, you know, kind of like, I know they have a very strong voodoo culture, and I know a lot of people, like especially horror writers, like accentuate that. Yeah. Um, well, actually, what I'm from, my parents, my mother is from Louisiana. She's from New Orleans. She was born, she was born in New Orleans and was raised there until about nine. So I do have some connection to hoodoo is what they call that there which is basically, you know, like you have a different offshoot of voodoo, voodoo, oh, yeah. you know, like you'll have Santeria, uh, hoodoo, um, all these different. Oh, so it's kind of a different division of like the, the voodoo uh, concept. Yes. But in this one, I'm going more to the organic uh, indigenous religious form, spiritual form of voodoo that's from West Africa. But there is, I do have weaved in some of uh, the Santeria, the hoodoo that you might experience. Like, say, if you ever have you gone, to, if you've gone to New Orleans, you brought it up. If you've gone to New Orleans, you might have gone down to the French quarters and every you can go in these little shops. And sometimes you might find the Geechee, the Geechee uh, uh, fortune teller who will like throw chicken bones on a table. And then they'll tell you what your fortune is or what's going to happen based on how the chicken bones land. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that's down in New Orleans. I've seen it, but I've only seen it, like I saw it in like Angel Heart. I don't know if you saw the movie Angel Heart. Yep. You know, Lisa Bonet is a huge crush of mine. <laughs> I'm sure it's, but it's actually a really good movie. Um, yeah. Has there been, actually, has there been a cinematic portrayal where you think it really captures the essence of that, like a kind of like a voodoo culture, voodoo religion, voodoo, you know, mystique? Um, there's been attempts, but I don't think there's been a, an actual instance that I have seen any movie movie where I think it's actually capt captured it in its true form. Okay. Um, it's more of if you know Hollywood kind of makes voodoo since it's not Christianity, they kind of make anything that's not judo judo, you know, judo Christian based somewhat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No evil. They kind of make it, you know. If I, I know you brought up Angel Heart, and if you remember Angel Heart and movies back then, kind of anything dealing with voodoo, everybody was kind of zombie-ish too, you know. Well, I remember that uh, that movie was very controversial. It got Lisa Bonet kicked off the Cosby Show, you know. But I thought it was a great movie. I, I really enjoyed it. But um, and there was uh, was it one? There was one by uh, I think it was Wes Craven. That was like uh, it felt like it was a much lesser. You know, yeah. much lower budget, not as well done. But yeah. there, there were a few. But um, would you do you think that was the the best portrayal, or do you think that there was a better portrayal, or do you think that totally missed Mark? Um, to be honest with you, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say either or because those two <laughs> movies were so freaking long ago. <laughs> right, right. I was in a different century. <laughs> um, but I, I remember, but I don't remember them that well to say how how true to uh form they were um 
But like I said, that was so long ago. And, 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 you know, and I weaved in those aspects of growing up, um, you know, or my mother growing up and being from Louisiana, New Orleans, um, into this book because my mother very much is, you know, she was, she, she says, you know, she sees spirits. Um, she, there's this shadowy figure that seems to have, that she always brings up that seems to come out, come in different periods of her life. So I'm a firm believer that there is spirits. And I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, we really shouldn't be playing with certain things like, like this divination tray on the cover of my book, unless we have a full understanding of it. And that's kind of what unlocks this whole transformation of the character. It seems like that's kind of the premise of a lot of horror stuff. It's like, don't fuck with that. The people fuck with it. And then like all of a sudden the demons come or, you know, the resident, like the reason Necronomicon and all of a sudden, like, you know, interdimensional demons are coming and dead eyes and yeah. 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 So that's exactly what it is. You know, so they, they, they play with this divination tray. They don't know how to play with it correctly. And they unlock this door that just brings forth uh, a lot of, a lot of problems for the, <laughs> the, for the main character. No, I, I like that. That's uh, that's a unique angle. It, it seems like a lot of people, like people, go all over the place. But it seems like you know, especially like Hollywood and big publishers, they love to stick with what they think sells. So like if it's Jason Voorhees, or you know, it's like Leatherface or something. Like we'll just beat that to death. And if you have like an interesting idea, we don't know if it sells. But uh, I I love that. That sounds, that sounds great. That sounds interesting. Have you seen any of the um like the Alan Moore Swamp things where like it all takes place in Louisiana and um you know the his art team was a huge inspiration. I originally wanted to be a comic artist and they were a huge inspiration on my career. Wow, wow. No, I haven't really seen that work. I need to take a look at it. Yeah, no, I think you would like it. It's um like Alan Moore. I mean, he's a genius it, and and like what he did is he took like this character that was kind of like the Frankenstein, you know, whatever, just like it's a, it's a monster. And he like totally changed. It's like, it's a plant that thinks it's a human. Like every story he does is like a little horror story. He has a great art team, but I know he had like some that like the issue will delve heavily into like, you know, Buddhist psychology or what's going on or people destroying the land and like what you shouldn't mess with. And like, people coming back as like zombies and whatever. So I think you'd enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Okay. I, I will take a look at it. I'll take a look at it. That's great. Um, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say that, you know, that's just how I weaved all that in. And I wanted to, you know, you brought up something, uh, a good point when you was talking about how Hollywood sticks to what they think works. Right. And I wanted to make sure that in this particular novel that I weaved in, African as well as African-American, uh, some Caribbean elements as well. You know, the whole African diaspora into this novel, uh, because that story is not always told that way. You know, we, we, we're just now scratching the surface of African-American and African horror, like with uh, Nope. Um, and we're also telling, you know, things like fables, like Marlon James in his book, uh, Black Leopard, Red Wolf. Uh, which is based on African fables that he weaves into a story very similar, like the Hobbit. And so I, I want to continue on that, that line in that vein, because those stories are not told. Those stories are not ever seen as being someone being interested in, you know, um, you know, being a black 
uh, author, you know, either my stuff is going to be either urban or, you know, horror. You get pigeonholed or you're afraid of getting pigeonholed. Yeah. Well, I'm not afraid of being pigeonholed. It's just that everybody, as you know, I'm quite sure everybody wants to fit someone in a specific box rather than Rather than understanding that, you know, maybe your work that you do is, you know, expands over so many different layers, so many different genres, you know? Yeah, like, I know. Like, I remember when I, like, released my first album, they they wanted to, like, put it in a category. And, like, I was told it's kind of like speculative fiction. Like, okay, well, how about sci-fi? I'm like, but it has some horror elements. They're like, no, sci-fi. So, like, yeah, people love to put it in a box. Like, if it's easily described, they figure that the consumer, I don't think the consumer is as stupid as, like, these marketers think they are. Yeah, well, but that, you know, that's more of uh, trying to make it uh, easy to consume by just saying one box. And then so, but, but, you know, if I put it in a one box, you, you know, if I just put my novel in horror, I might miss the consumer or the reader who also likes a thriller, some suspense, because those elements are weaved in there as well. They're like, oh, I don't like horror. That's blood, guts, you know, maybe right. natural. And I'm not into that. But they're into something that's a thriller or suspense, and that's weaved into this story. So that's why I'm saying it, it's it, it's kind of hard um, to fit it in just into one box or, as you like to say, pigeonhole it. Yeah, well, I, I think people have kind of expanded their idea of what horror is with like movies like uh, The Ring or like Murders, you know. But it used to be like every, you know, every horror story movie was like Henry Portrait of Serial Killer or like Hatchet or something like that. So it's just like one crazy person dicing people up. And I think there's a much deeper dive. People don't realize how complex humanity is. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but they found Egyptian ruins in the Grand Canyon, like in caves in the Grand Canyon. Like, so the Egyptians made it here long before you know the French did or the Italians did. So, like, but there's obviously this like incredibly complex history that people just don't realize. So mm-hmm. I, I I love that you're delving into stuff that's like kind of not looked at that much and a little bit more interesting. Yeah, no, no, you're you're totally you're totally correct. Africans, they they there's a book out that called uh, uh, they were here before Columbus, and it's about how Af- there you you know in certain parts of Central Latin America you see uh, statues that resemble the uh, features of Africans from uh, you know Africans. Uh, right, well, if you like, I've been in Peru. If you go to, uh, to Peru, like there are statues there with very Asian faces on them. So obviously, people made it there. You know, like long before you know the any of the Europeans did, you know, but it, like they, they they like historians love to write it off unless they have definite proof of anything, and people are proving them wrong all the time. It takes a long time, especially like if you invested your whole life in being the expert on something, and then you're wrong. Yeah, 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 for sure. I agree. All right, man. So, so what else do you have out? Do you, is this your your first work? This is my second novel. Uh, my first novel was uh, self-published. It was called Picking Chrysanthemum. Uh, I am at this moment right now attempting to start, well, not attempting, I'm right now working on my second, the sequel to this. Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I envisioned uh, this being roughly maybe three or four books. There's, uh, um, there's some characters in this novel that I think deserve their own story. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm really trying to flesh them out, 
uh, give them some more depth. Uh, and I think that their backstory and how they came to this particular instance in this novel that's out um, should be told. Um, but yeah, I got that going on. And um, I will be uh, attending the um, Twin Cities Book Fest on October 14th, around two o'clock. I will be doing a book reading there as well as a book signing. Um, and I might, you know, you can find the book. I also have an Instagram account at p.l.hampton underscore author. So if people wish to follow me there and you can find the novel anywhere online, amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, goodread.com. You can find it out there. Uh, where, where's the uh, Twin Cities Fest? Like what city is it in? Oh, the Twin Cities. Sorry. Thank you. The Twin Cities Book Fest. That's in Minnesota. So if anybody uh, uh, is in Minneapolis, St. Paul, which they call the Twin Cities, um, please do your best make it out to the, I, I, I totally encourage you to come to the book fest on October 14th. Uh, it's a good time. A lot of good, godly meet some authors, a lot of good literature, a lot of good reading going on, uh, networking as well. Um, yeah. And it will be at the Minnesota fairgrounds. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I did, uh, I did four horror author conventions like in a row this year. And I, I thought Sugarcon was like really productive. Like a lot of people came there. Um, I, I what was that? It was, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. It's called StokerCon. Like oh, it was in Pittsburgh this year, um, but this well, this next year, like 2024, um, it's uh, I think San Diego. It's somewhere in California. It's in San Diego, and I uh, it's supposed to be in uh, May. I was told, and I am trying to get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I'd recommend going. And what I, one thing I noticed is like, um, so I had like a vendor table to sell my books, but there's not high traffic in the vendor area. But then if you go to the seminars, you know, they yeah. are slammed. Like I, I did a seminar, you know, and, and I, I don't know, I think we had like 50 people in there. Yeah. So the seminars is what everyone goes to. It's, it's a great place for like networking and seminars and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, and uh, yeah, I heard it was in San Diego. And I'm currently uh, in between San Diego and Minneapolis. Uh, I've just relocated to San Diego in uh, the summer, last summer. So well, you live there now? You sorry? live there now? I, I'm, I'm, I'm in between. Uh, right now I'm in Minneapolis, but then I, you know, I go and I stay some time in San Diego. Um, I'm in, I'm in law school and I had started law school in Minneapolis and we mm -hmm. moved last summer. And so I, you know, I got, I go, I got only a year left. So I'm like this, you know, I'm not gonna try to transfer or do anything like that in, in California. Is that what you want to do? Do you want to be an author? Do you want to be a lawyer? Do you have like really like a definite plan? Um, I have my, this is, uh, I like to say my third iteration of, of my life. Um, I was, I, by trade, I, uh, started off in finance. Um, then I went into uh, academia as a professor. I'm still a professor, um, as well as entrepreneur. I owned real estate. Um, I did, I have since then though, um, uh, no longer do real estate investments, uh sold my last property 2018 right before covid thank god um, <laughs> and um 
now I am doing, uh, I'm going to law school. And everybody asks me, why are you doing that at, at my age? And I say, because I love helping people. Um, I think there's a great need for... Um, What's your age when everybody gives you shit about your age? Let's just put it this way. I have a child that's 28 and a child that's 24. So let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I'm 50. So, you know, it's a... I got, you, I got you by some years. I got you by a few years. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's a number. Do whatever, do whatever, I'm like, build your I'm life. 55. You know? I'm okay. 55. So I'm the speed limit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but I, I've, I've always wanted, I've always enjoyed helping. So I've kind of want to pull that over from what I was doing in academia and helping students uh, figure out their, their path in life. And I want to uh, pull that over into uh, a law profession where I'm helping people um, who, you know, they don't have the big bucks to afford the big attorneys and whatnot, but they 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 do nonetheless need to be uh, need justice. You know, they definitely right. yeah. need good representation. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of people fall through the cracks and they, you know, as you know, because they don't have the money. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Like, like Monsanto or something will just like, they'll fuck you over. It's very obvious that it's their fault, but it's like, you know, people like individual farmers just don't have the money to go after them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, then in that instance, they just basically take whatever they can get, even yeah. though, even if it's not to their benefit. And so um, not like I'm going to change the world, but I think every little bit helps. Uh, I, I think it does. Like if everybody just tries to be like a good person, you know, <clears throat> Like that would, if everybody was a good person to make, uh, you know, that would change the world. But if you just try and be a good person, that's the best you can do. That's the best I can do. And that's what I, you know, that's what I strive for. Okay. Awesome. All right, man. So, um, do we have any links that people should follow to like, uh, like you mentioned you're on Instagram, um, like, like Facebook, or do you have a website? Uh, I do not at this moment have a website or Facebook. I'm strictly, strictly Instagram at the moment p.l.hampton underscore author um, on Instagram. And like I said, you you can find me at the Twin Cities Book Fest here in Minneapolis, St. Paul on October, October 14th. I'll be doing a reading and a book signing there at that time. Um, hey, you know, sometimes I'm in San Diego. I love to bump into people there as well. <laughs> and uh, you, like I said, you can find the book. It is Shadowland and you can find it on amazon.com uh barnes and noble as well as goodread.com um i look for everybody to give a good read and tell me your honest opinion i i got thick skin is it is it <laughs> well you got to as an author you should um yeah is it available on like paperback kindle audio hardcover it is, it's, it's available on uh kindle and the audio the audible uh or audio should be coming out real soon here we're we're finalizing that. I mean, it was it's already done, but we're doing our editing. Okay, awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of people like uh, I'll put out a book. I'm like, hey man, you should check out my book. They're like, I don't read. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they listen. Yeah, but they exactly. Listen. Yeah, they listen. Yeah, I know. That's the that's where everybody's kind of going right now is sitting in their car, like if they got a long drive or if they're jogging and they did they listen to a book. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. And and everybody should review books. Like, don't just read to go, oh, yeah, man, that was cool. Give it a review. The reviews really help, especially yeah. for, like, people that aren't, like, Stephen King, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. All right, do you have an Amazon author's page? Yes, I do. I have an Amazon author page. Yes, I do. Thank you. Okay. So everyone should check that out. And do you have anything else you want to mention? 
No, thank you very much for having me on. I truly appreciate it. Great conversation, man. Yeah, thanks for being on this. And uh, everyone should check out his book. It, it definitely sounds interesting. You know, they, like I, I try and um, talk to people that <laughs> I, I try to talk to people that like bringing new things to the forefront. And especially when people have like a great idea that's not really explored, you know, people should really delve into it. Like that's what it changes the culture. Yes. But yes. thanks, man. Thanks for being on this. Thank you.